We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My apologies for the late delay, everybody, tonight. I, I don't know what's going on with my machine. It's probably operator error. Um, so we're going to go sans theme music tonight. We're going to old school it. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Brotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players for Falcon from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, the Better Sports Network's High Stakes Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Football Show, and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman, and obviously follow the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Uh, before we get into the show, I do want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to Rotoviz by using the code RV Radio 2022. That's R V R A D I O 2022. Your subscription will give you unlimited access to all the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel as well. Uh, before we get into, uh, before I bring in this week's guest, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you to play the FFPC Weekly Challenge. Week 13 is live. There's no draft. There's no salary cap in this. You can choose 10 players if you want to play the slim without the kickers and defenses. You can choose the 12-player the format if you want to play with kickers and defenses. Um, get those in by 1 o'clock on Sunday by kickoff Eastern time, and then you can just watch your team ride all the way through the weekend's games. Remember, you can only pick one player per NFL team, just like the uh, world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge as well. You can play for $35. You can play for $200. And in fact, if you want to get in that $200 version, um, you can play against nine other players and you will just have to beat those nine players and you will have a free ticket into the 2023 FFPC main event where you can play for $1 million. You can play in a 30-team contest as well, a 100-team contest. Uh, so whatever you want to do there, that's at myffpc.com. Uh, slash weekly challenge. Okay, I want to bring in a, a give a warm welcome. You've seen him on the um, uh, high stakes fantasy football hour. He's making his debut tonight on the road of his high stakes lowdown. Uh, he is in fifth place, tied for fifth place in the 2022 FFPC main event, heading into week 13. Please welcome my friend and great fantasy football player, uh, Praveer Srivastava. Praveer, welcome into the show, man. Thanks so much for hopping aboard tonight. Hey, appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate I, it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I feel so guilty because you're coming on this show for the first time, and I could not have screwed up the beginning more, but I'm glad hey, we, no we have you on. <laughs> yeah, All no right, uh, so no let's, get, let's, let's get into this here. Uh, number one, uh, congratulations on getting all the way up to fifth place in the main event. That's tremendous, uh, tremendous appreciate achievement. It. Um. Now, a lot of people, when you lose an early round draft pick, a first round, second round pick, um, you feel like your season's over. 
Uh, your yeah. season was not over when you lost yeah. Devontae Williams, your second round pick. How have you been able to adjust here and, and you know, plug the holes in the Derrick essentially and get not only yeah. um, survive, uh, but flourish up all the way up to fifth place? Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a struggle, you know, seeing Devontae Williams out after week three. But, you know, I think with, with my team, Travis Kelsey has just been on, on a different level compared to every other tight end. Him and Mahomes, every single week, you know what you're going to get. You know, you have consistency with Nick Chubb, but I think it's really just the later round players that I drafted. You know, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, uh, Rondell Moore, just those players stepping up and, you know, having consistent output week in and week out. And that's that's what you hope for, the fantasy football players, finding those late round fillers that are that can produce every week. And, and I think that's what that's what we always talk about, the importance of drafting a deep team, you know, because and I've said this before and you've been up at the top mm. of the leader leaderboard. And I think sometimes not having a deep team makes lineup setting a little bit easier. Yeah. But, man, if you can draft a deep team, you have the luxury of plugging right. in a lot of players to cover for Javante Williams. That's been tremendous yeah. for you to, to to really hit on a lot of those picks from 11 to 10. Yeah, definitely. It, it just, it's like a lottery. You know, you can do all the research, you know, throughout the preseason, listen to all the analysts. But at the end of the day, it's, it's like a lottery who's going to hit or not. Did you feel like, because I know you've drafted a lot of teams, did you feel like you diversified your portfolio or were you going after the same players in, in a lot of drafts? So the in a lot of the football player championship leagues, mm-hmm. I took Russell Wilson a ton in a lot of those leagues is my QB one. But with the main events, I made sure to try to diversify as much as I possibly could because I did not want to have all my eggs in one basket. I think that, um, and we'll get into Russell Wilson yeah. in, in a little bit, but one of the other things I thought was interesting about this this draft that you have where you're in fifth place, um, historically, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs, they they fall in drafts probably. You know, if, if we were playing a non-PPR or even half PPR, yeah. these guys tend to go a little bit higher. Uh, they don't have a ton of pass-catching upside, but for you, you get Nick Chubb in the fourth. Josh yeah. Jacobs falls all the way to the eighth round where you get him yeah. there. Why were they worth the risk at that point, even though you knew that, or even though you probably had an inkling, they, they weren't going to be pass catching mavens this year? You know, I, I think with Nick Chubb, first of all, you know, I've been doing drafts since June and Nick Chubb has not gone past the third round. So to see him fall at pick four, seven, I think it was my, my mind was Dalton Schultz. That's who I was taking. And then I see Nick Chubb available and, I was checking Twitter. Did he get hurt during practice or something like that? And I didn't see anything. And I think you just have to take talent above everything. I'm like, you could Javante Williams, Nick Chubb. Those are my guys. And then Josh Jacobs in the eighth round, you know, I think Josh Jacobs has something to prove this year by the Raiders not signing him. He's looking for a payday. Now, if he comes out and balls out this year, I mean, next year he's going to get paid and he's, doing that this year and to get him in the eighth round is just it was a steal now refresh my memory on this because mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of people that were high in zamir yeah. white this year when yeah. the Raiders traded up for him was was that also keeping his value down in drafts that people thought okay they didn't sign or they didn't pick up his fifth year option yeah. they traded up in the draft to draft this guy is that another reason he was falling another and uh then you had uh, amir abdullah for the pass catching back that's you know right. what i was hearing about is zamir white's going to take over you know then you got 
uh, Amir Abdullah for the third down back. And it's like, where's Josh Jacobs going to fit? Is McDaniels even going to play him? And I just think a talent for the eighth round for an eighth round pick, you can't, you can't pass him up. What, um, what are you doing this week with, with, um, with Jacobs? I mean, I don't know if Abdullah or Zamir White are available in your league, but I know that they're, I think the last report I saw was they're giving Jacobs round the clock treatment to try to make sure he's available this week. What are you doing in case he can't go? Uh, trying to get Abdullah. (laughs) That's, That's basically it right now. You know, I, you know, I, I feel with, the week that Josh Jacobs had last week, he, he doesn't need to practice this week, maybe something light on Friday, but you know, I, he still has something to prove just for himself as, as a football player, you know, he, he needs to get paid next year and that's, that's his primary goal. So I think Josh Jacobs, he's going to be fine for next week. He just has to rest and get his treatment this week. Going to be very interesting to see, what the NFL does in the off season, because we know historically, unless you're in the elite of the elite, you usually don't get a massive second contract right. if you're running back. However, Jacobs yeah. is absolutely crushing it this year. Yes, and somebody is. might be willing to, to give him a pretty healthy payday. Right. So that'll be something that will follow in the off season. Um, I want to, so you said something, I want to skip ahead a little bit and we'll come yeah. back to, to your wide receivers here, but you had Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson and Cole Komet all on your team. Yeah through the first nine rounds of this draft. You just told me that you were planning on taking um, Dalton Schultz uh, in in the fourth round. And I assume if you were going to do that, you would have not taken TJ Hawkinson then, right? Maybe not. Uh, My my strategy going into specifically for this draft was within the first 10 picks, I want three tight ends. I want three stud tight ends. Doesn't matter. Now hold on. I want to stop. I want to stop you there just for a okay. second. Just specifically this main event draft, main events in general, or just FFPC leagues in general. Uh, so it started with this main event, and then the two uh, live main event drafts that I did in Vegas. So those those three specific drafts, I was going tight end, tight end heavy. What and what was it about those three? Just you made up your mind that because of how where you were picking in the first round, that was going to be yeah. the plan. Yeah, Michael. When I saw I was at the sixth spot, my goal was Travis Kelsey, definitely number one. Um, I'm a big Cowboys fan, so I really wanted to grab Dalton Schultz in the fourth round. But when I saw Nick Chubb there, I was thinking I can't think of uh, I can't pick a player based off of the team that I love. I have to go with value. So I figured, hey, if Dalton Schultz and Darren Waller is going to be gone in the fourth round, I still have Goddard and Hawkinson. That will most likely fall back to me in the fifth round. And I was just hoping one one of those four tight ends would fall back to me after I picked up Nick Chubb. And then, yeah, uh, I think it was the ninth round I picked Cole Komet. uh, Just, you know, reading up on him this year that he was supposed to take that next step up. Mm -hmm. I figured, hey, if you have Kelsey – you know, Hawkinson, Komet, like those are three tight ends that are just, they could be unstoppable. And we, when you get to the end of the year, I could start all three tight ends and not have any issues at all, you know, as long as they perform. What, um, what, what was it? I, okay. So was Komet a target or was he a guy that you're just like, Oh, he's yeah. still out here. I'll grab him here because he, you could have a, a boppo season. Yeah. He kind of just fell to me. Uh, you know, when I was looking at the later round, uh, tight ends and you know trying to recall back around the draft time it was between Alberto you know Cole Komet Gerald Everett you know 
Hayden Hurst, something like that. Um, Ivan Ingram, they were kind of target. But when I saw Colt Komet in the ninth round, I figured, hey, why not just grab my tight end right now? And then I don't have to draft a tight end for the rest of the for the rest of the draft. So a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. Many people I've talked to feel like the tight ends, you know, over over drafting tight ends yeah. is is the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. And you've obviously shown that it was the right way to go in, in this draft. Why is it, is it, it and I, I don't want to get into the, the actual no. players you drafted with Kelsey no. Hawkinson and, um, and, and Komet, but what is it about drafting, you know, getting three tight ends on your roster by the ninth round? I mean, you clearly feel like it gave you an advantage over the competition. It, it definitely did. I, you know, it's just that it's the tight end premium league, the one and a half point PPR. Right. I think it's just the, the biggest factor. And, and if you can get those tight ends that can hit, I mean, that, that's a game changer, mm-hmm. I, I, I personally feel. Unfortunately, I've had other main events where I drafted tight end heavy and they, they didn't pan out. So, All right. I want to get back to the receivers here now because through nine rounds of this draft, Michael Pittman was mm-hmm. the only receiver on this squad. I want to get it. Now, we, we already knew that, that you're putting a, a premium on the yeah. tight ends in the tight end premium format. Um, you obviously had Chubb um, and Jacobs fall yeah. to you there. But I'm kind of curious here, what was the strategy of essentially nearly ignoring the position, drafting only yeah. one receiver through the first nine rounds? I know you hit it uh, quite a bit after that, uh, but but talk a little bit about that for Beard. Uh, I think for me at that time, it was just going for the best available player. Like, like I said, I had that strategy. I'm getting three tight ends, and then I want one good running back, and then I'm just taking the next best available player. And, you know, after doing all my research through the summertime and things like that, players just kept falling to me that I wanted to grab. And then by the time I looked at it, ninth round, ninth, tenth round, I only have one receiver. And then it's like, okay, now I got to focus on the positions that I need and grab grab the players that I need. So I, I guess what I'm hearing is is obviously with the, the dual flex in the FFPC, right. that played into it as well. Right. But, I mean, letting the draft come to you – taking best player available you can get away with it really in the first half of the draft and then after that you you have to focus on need right exactly okay all right um you have a lot of options for your week 13 flex spots maybe not so much if if james doesn't play and you don't get abdullah but matt collins is in there right now you have latavius murray you have dan jefferson cole Komet, austin hooper why is matt collins in there right now for you uh, so Latavius Murray, Van Jefferson, I don't trust their offense. Um, Cole Komet, if Justin Fields is in, I think I'm leaning towards Komet playing. Austin Hooper to me is just, he's touchdown dependent, uh, you know, on a run heavy offense in Tennessee. So I don't think I'm going to put Austin Hooper in, but with Matt Collins in, I mean, he's getting six, seven targets a game. He is the number two receiver now that Renfro and Darren Waller are out. So I think he's been a he's been a solid flex play the past few weeks. I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had 20 targets uh, over the yeah. last three weeks. Um, yeah. And you think about that crazy game where he had eight for 158, right. uh, you know, earlier in the season. He's been in the end zone three times. The uh, dude has 40 catches on the year yeah. already. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy, but he's, right. he's making it happen, certainly. Um, let's get back to the Russell Wilson thing, yeah. because I know you were heavy on him and the football guys players. Yeah. I drafted him in a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to draft Devontae Williams. He was going a little bit mm-hmm. higher than, than where okay. I could have drafted him. 
But I do have some Cortland Sutton. I do have a little yeah. bit of Jerry Judy. Uh, Albert Okaweponaum was was a guy that was a backup tight end on several of my teams this year. W- what did we miss as as fantasy players? You, I, everybody else. What did we miss uh, on the Broncos offense in, in Russell Wilson this year? So, so I think, you know, after really think about this, after week, uh, you know, going into week 13, I truly think it comes down to coaching. Uh, you know, I think us as fantasy football players or fantasy football analysts, right, we look at how talented an individual is. You know, Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl champion. But you look at it, I don't think the coaching is a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you realize, you see what Pete Carroll is doing in Seattle. Everyone thought Seattle's going to be the laughing stock of the league. Right. They come out, Geno Smith is doing awesome. And Wilson doesn't have his security blankets and Tyler Lockett and, uh, you know, DK Metcalf. That was supposed to be Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. But I think it's more coaching than anything. I just think it's not a good fit for Russell Wilson. Maybe it might change next year, but I think this year it's kind of just done and over with with him. I'm actually surprised that, I mean, I guess first year or whatever, they're giving uh, him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm a, I'm a uh, little surprised Hackett hasn't uh, lost his job yet. Yeah, um, me neither. It'll be very interesting to see what Denver does in the offseason. Right. Um, okay, so let's get back to um, uh, this season, specifically mm-hmm. – um, and I guess not not necessarily this week because uh, I believe Arizona's on by. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins is back. Uh, Marquise Brown is off IR. Is Rondale Moore still a viable flex option now going down the stretch in FFPC leagues? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I I 100% truly think so. I think he's built such a great connection with Kyler Murray. And now with Zach Ertz out for the year, it kind of reminds me of uh, like the Cincinnati Bengals. You have three stud wide receivers now. And I think they're just going to get more in different, you know, different areas of the field and just let him do his thing. So I think he is definitely a flex starter the rest of the year. Um, and, and, uh, what are your thoughts on Trey McBride? Just a, a guy worth rostering in the FFPC, but not startable. Yeah. I, 
I haven't seen much from him. I don't think anyone's seen really much from him this year. Um, so I'm not going to waste a roster spot on McBride this year. Michael Gallup has not. Now, let me tell you about Michael Gallup. So not that I need to tell you, you know, about him, but Michael Gallup was a guy that if I remember back to drafting season was slipping um, yeah. because he was coming off the injury. Right. And we didn't yeah. exactly know when he'd be back. Um, so a lot of people felt like they got a deal on him. Yeah. Right. Myself included. Um, he has a top 70 yards so far this season. Um, is there reason to believe that that changes going forward? Or is this just the, the 2022 Michael Gallup and we'll hope for a bounce back in 23? Yeah, uh, as a huge Cowboy fan, I think it, we're just hoping for a huge bounce back in 23. The thing is, is he's getting targets. He's just not capitalizing on it. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, is the Dallas – there's, there's so many studs on Dallas. you got C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, Zeke, and, you know, C.D. Lamb is the alpha male on yeah. that team. So I think Gallup, he might, you know, one or two games, he might be able to explode or do something. But consistently this year, I, I don't have any trust and fantasy perspective for Michael Gallup this year. Do you think this is because, and maybe this is a cautionary tale that, that you know, I ignore every single year, but you know, uh, many pundits out there have said that um, the the first year back from the ACL is is always a little bit rough, but it's that second year that you really get the explosion back, and and you know, and we're seeing that from from several players over the course yeah. of the last years. Is that do you think that plays a role in Gallup, where now we can take advantage of him being depressed in drafts again yeah. in 2023 because of this? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that that could be it, right? Because Gallup didn't come back till week four, I think. So who knows if he fully trusts his body, mm-hmm. you know? And I think next year could be different. But, yeah, as of 2022, I just don't think from a fantasy perspective that Michael Gallup is going to be, you know, the 2021 version of Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't think he, he right. has that capability in him this year. Um, DeAndre Swift has been an interesting story because I remember at the start of the season, um, drafting season, yeah. you know, he was getting pumped up. I mean, you saw this yeah. too. He, he was getting pumped up the draft boards like yeah. continuously and to the point where he was even going in the late first round in some drafts, yeah. um, had the great week one. I mean, 15 for 144, yeah. he gets three catches, uh, on the season. I think he got in the end zone. Yeah. Got in the end zone yeah. that week. He has not topped 60 yards rushing <laughs> since then. And Jamal Williams, you could make the case, is the more utilized back in the Detroit yeah. Lions backfield. Prevere, how do we weigh, as Swift owners, how do we weigh draft capital, um, talent, and then actual opportunities in production here? Because I think all four of these are factors as people are trying to win their leagues, like you, trying to win yeah. a million bucks in the FFPC main yeah. event. How do you mix all those things together and figure out what you're doing with Swift going forward? Yeah, this this is very tough because when you look at the situation, Swift is a very talented player, very talented player. I personally think that Swift is, is hurt, is truly hurt, and the Lions are just not letting us know. And Swift is just powering through it. Um, he's he's not getting the opportunities you would like. Jamal Williams is getting all those rushing attempts, but I feel unless you grab like a Josh Jacobs in the eighth round or, you know, a stud player in the late drafts, I don't think you can bench Deandre Swift just because you don't know, is this the week that he's going to get the volume? Because Mm -hmm. if, if Swift gets the volume, he is a top five running back. 
I truly believe. So I think, you know, I truly think you just have, you have to start them unless you have a better option. But and, and I think it goes into it too. Like, you know, we're talking about people that are trying to put up points um, right. to, to make their teams more desirable to, to make the championship yeah. round. Um, and he is worth a home run swing at yeah. this point. And obviously if you're playing in your, you know, FFPC league playoffs or, or what have you, um, you've gotten this far with him or without him. Like, it's kind of like one of those things. Maybe you just roll with what you have been doing because that's been working so far, either starting or benching him. And I, and I think you have to roll with your studs, you know, no matter what, um, you know, kind of a quick story. I, I made that mistake last year with, Kyler Murray getting hurt at the end of the year and you know he came back to play in Chicago and it was I think week 13 or 14 last year and I was trying to get into the finals and I benched Kyler Murray and if I would have started him he would have won me that that week so I think if it's your stud player you you have to start him no matter what um, two other things I want to bring up, and I know that mm-hmm. that it wasn't on the rundown, but since we have the opportunity to talk about last night's yeah. game uh, between the Steelers and Colts, I feel like we should. Jelani Woods, eight catches, 98 yards. Oh. What, was this an aberration? Is this something yeah. that we can look forward to seeing more of as long as Matt Ryan's a quarterback? I, I can't trust Matt Ryan. You know, that, that and as a result, of it, so you cannot yeah. trust Jelani Woods then? Yeah, I can't trust Jelani Woods. Okay. Um, I think. He might have his games um, like he did last night, but I think, you know, I can't trust him on a consistent basis. I think everything's just going to go through Michael Pittman. Um, And now you can see uh, Jonathan Taylor's starting to get his form back the last few weeks. But Jelani Woods, um, next week it could be Mo Cox. It could Mm -hmm. be Alex Pierce. It could be Paris Campbell, you know. So it's just just a trust issue, and I just don't trust Matt Ryan as my quarterback. Um, if you are investing in a, let's say Najee Harris and you've gotten this far, are you investing in Benny Snell over Anthony McFarland this week? If Harris can't go. That's a, that's a good question. Um, cause I, and I, I, think, I feel like, I, I feel like, you know, Mc, it, typically you always want the pass catcher, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but Snell got so many more touches yeah, over McFarland. It, it just throws a monkey wrench into it. Yeah. I, I think you just have to go with, with opportunity and to see what Snell did on Monday night. I, I think you have to go towards Snell's way. Uh, final Steelers question here. Yep. George Pickens, this is all Monday night football. Yep. George Pickens, three for 57. Deontay, Deontay Johnson, five for 49. Pat Fryermuth three for 39. Um, should you be breaking ties and FFPC players breaking ties in, in against these players. Like you do not want Steelers yeah. pass catchers in your lineup with Kenny Pickett right now. Uh, maybe I, I, I would still go with Pickens. I, I love the talent of George Pickens. Fryermuth, I, I, I like, I like him as, as a football player. I like Fryermuth. I like Deontay Johnson. Um, yeah, they really haven't performed all year, but if, if I had them on my teams, I'm rolling with them. Okay. Um, uh, going forward here, um, I, I always like Johnson over Pickens. I think uh, Pickens is the more explosive player. Uh, I think he's more talented. But for whatever reason, Johnson is is a target yeah. funnel on this yeah. team. And I think Johnson, I think, is, is a little bit more trustworthy. Yeah. Again, unless you are looking for the home run play, then it's right. clearly Pickens. Right. And, that, you know, and I'm sure when you saw last night game, like, 
Deontay dropped that touchdown pass. Yes, he did. I think it was third quarter. Like he, that was just a an opportunity missed by him. So, but I, if I had all three players or one of each players, I'm I'm still going to start him. Um, it's something that will be very interesting for next season as well. Yeah. As as you yeah. can tell, my teams all stink this year. I'm already looking forward to 2023. <laughs> um, all right. So for everybody whose uh, yeah. teams do not stink, uh, that are playing for something yeah. here coming up in week 13, Prevere, give us one player. Uh, that you think a lot of FFPC football guys players will actually have on their bench that they probably should get in their starting lineups this week. And then conversely, a player that will be started by a lot of people that, but you think is is probably in for a down week. You know, I'm going to say for people that are going to have a lot on their bench, I'm going with Matt Collins. I feel that he's going to be that player that's going to just give you consistency he's getting the five six seven targets a game and he's a big home run player and when it comes to ffpc or any leagues you're looking for the home run players i'll ride or die with matt with matt collins right now this week it's a flex starter and for someone to bench and, and i know is, this 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 goes again because yeah. you said you got to roll yeah. with your studs right yeah. Yeah. so this kind of goes against a little bit but is there a yeah. stud that might be benchable this week so um if I had to say someone, I would say Miles Sanders uh, hmm. this week. He had an amazing week last on Sunday night in Green Bay. But I think, you know, with them playing Tennessee and that run stout defense that they have, um, I think Miles Sanders is going to disappoint this week. So, And, and uh, you know, the thing is, like, you or I could have gone in that Philly backfield and rushed yeah. for probably 30 to 50 yards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. – tremendously tremendously bad and i'm yeah. a packers fan so yeah. obviously watching that seeing that you know the eagles run through them like swiss cheese yeah. was, was pretty pretty unfortunate yeah. uh what is not unfortunate is your ascent uh to nearly yeah. the top of the leaderboard in the ffpc main event i know you got playoffs going on this weekend yeah. in a lot of your leagues i know that the 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 chips are high the stakes are high i wish you nothing but the best going forward i will encourage everybody to follow you on twitter at Prevere Shrevis one, right? Prevere Shrevis one. Yep. I got that wrong the first time. I, I checked out the <laughs> no worries. I got it right now. Prevere Shrevis one. Uh, don't be a stranger. Good luck the rest of the way. And if you're in a million it. bucks, we'll do this again. hundred percent, man. Take All care. Right. Thank you. Prevere right. Shrevastava, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the fifth place team in the FFPC main event right now, uh, going forward here in, into week 13, where we have uh, the league playoffs, uh, the league semifinals in week 13. Then you have the uh, championship uh, in week uh, uh, 14 and then 15, 16, 17, the three-week sprint um, in um, in the FFPC main event and the Football Guys Players Championship. All right, so we are going to wrap up the show right now. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. So so we have a, a quick question in the chat, and, and we'll answer this here. Uh, ML wants to know if we like uh, Brandon Ayuk down the stretch. Um, Seattle, the Commanders, and the Raiders uh, in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, and I think the way that um, Jimmy Garoppolo has been pumping targets to him, um, I, I think it's it, he's definitely a flex worthy guy in the FFPC and the Football Guys Players Championship. The thing you got to remember too is Elijah Mitchell's pretty much done for the season. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is beat up right now as well. Um, Debo Samuel's been playing hurt the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, you've got to have somebody reliable in there. And I think Ayuk has found, or I think Grappolo has found one in, in Brandon Ayuk. So yeah, definitely. I would trust him down the stretch here going forward. So good luck in your leagues ML. And if you want to play Brandon Ayuk this week, the way to do it is the FFPC weekly challenge, no draft or salary cap. You can play, um, 
with uh, a 10 team slim format, a 12 team uh, a classic format with the kickers and defenses. You can play in 30 team leagues, 100 team leagues for 35 bucks. You can also play in a 10 team league uh, for $200. And if you beat the other nine players, uh, you will get a free entry into the 2023 FFPC main event where you can compete for a $1 million grand prize in that. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Um, no uh, draft, no salary cap in the FFPC weekly challenge. And uh, you can definitely um, only play one player per NFL team, just like the FFPC World Famous Playoff Challenge, which more news will come out that uh, shortly with uh, with our regular uh, emails that that go out Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays, actually. Um, so make sure that you're playing the FFPC Weekly Challenge. If you are in uh, your semifinals in the um, main event, football guys, or wherever you're playing, good luck to you. Hopefully the ball bounces your way. Uh, we will be um, back here, 10, 9 Central next Tuesday. Uh, check out the Better Sports Network app. Um, you can obviously watch the show on Facebook, Twitter, um, Twitch, everything like that. Um, but we encourage you to get the Better Sports Network app, and you can watch myself and uh, Brodo Fantasy Football's Matt Ward will co-host the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show with me from 10 until midnight Eastern time tomorrow night. And then Friday night, we are back in the swing of things um, with Farrell Elliott, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner. Uh, he and I will welcome in another special guest at 10 and Central right here on this YouTube channel. Remember to like, comment, share, uh, subscribe, get notified. Anytime there's a new video out, you will find out about that. We will be back. This show will be back next Tuesday with i believe the i want to say the 12th place team owner in the football guys players championship daniel priestner will be my guest right here uh 10 9 central next week with that be good good luck in your bids this week and we will talk with you again on this channel at friday 10 9 central with myself and Farrell elliott enjoy your week everybody